Welcome to episode number 131 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. As we continue our teaching on miracles, today we're going to go into an area I believe that will help us understand how a miracle can start and then be completed. I've entitled this particular podcast, Plant a Seed of Faith and Grow a Miracle. So with that, I believe the Lord has a plan for this message. I hope that you're ready to receive it because I'm certainly ready to bring this message to you. And I need first to call upon the Lord to anoint it and direct it. Now, Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for another opportunity to bring a message to those who have tuned in today. I pray your blessing would be upon it. I pray that you would anoint it. And I ask the Holy Spirit to come in now and take charge, take control. I submit everything to you without your guidance and direction. This will only be words that will be spoken. But with your anointing, there'll be life-changing words. There'll be words that'll help people realize that the miracle they're looking for in their life will come forth. And I'll thank you for that in advance. And I pray for a great move of your spirit as we move through the topic of miracles. I thank you for that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we get into the podcast entitled, Plant a Seed of Faith and Grow a Miracle, we need us never forget that everything we teach or examine or study must always be centered around our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the worker of all miracles. We must never worship the miracle. Jesus is the only one who deserves our praise and worship. Now, it's okay to thank the Lord for a miracle, and it is wonderful to pray to God the Father for a miracle. But as a word of positive caution, let's avoid seeking only the miracle. Jesus must always be first in our search for a better understanding of miracles. I really felt led of the Holy Spirit to say that and give that kind of word of caution because sometimes I think people get so wrapped up in seeking a blessing from God that they forget the source of their blessing. It's all because of God that we have anything. The only reason life has any value at all here on earth is because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so he needs to get all the credit and all the glory and all the honor. We'll continue to talk about miracles, but let's never forget the miracle worker, Jesus Christ. I believe that needed to be said. I think it's a word of caution that we don't focus upon the blessing and we forget about the creator. You know, there's some people who are wrapped up in various religions today, new age and things similar to that, where they tend to worship the creation and kind of ignore the creator. We can never allow that to take place in our life, in our walk with God. We worship the creator and we're thankful for the creation that God has, the place where he's designed for his people to live. So with that, let's get into today's podcast entitled, Plant a Seed of Faith and Grow a Miracle. Now I want to set some goals and some guidelines for what we want to accomplish in today's podcast. Now this list is certainly not in any particular order. It's not that when I say one, one's more important than the other, but kind of give you some guidelines of the goals that I have because this is a lesson I think that could be a foundation to build your faith on to understand where miracles come from and how we can see them happen in our life. So here are the things we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about how to learn to plant and water our faith so that we can see that miracle grow. Now planting, of course, is required for anything to grow. If you don't plant, you don't have any chance of any growth. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to water that planted seed and then the rain of the Holy Spirit will bring forth your miracle. We're going to talk about how little faith will grow into great faith for great miracles. 
And we're going to also talk about a subject which is going to be interesting to see how it applies to miracles, and that is seed, faith, and harvest will produce great miracles. So with that, let's get into today's lesson by turning to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 through 9. It's a teaching that the Apostle Paul had that I believe is very appropriate to what we're talking about today and will help us kick off this foundation of understanding how that a seed of faith will grow a miracle. Now in this chapter, Paul and Apollos are servants of Christ and they're talking about the church and the needs that the church has. And the the church there in Corinth needed a miracle because they were having all kinds of problems. They were having people living immoral lives. They basically were not serving God. The church was in strife and controversy. It just was a terrible, unhealthy thing. And it was a spiritual battle that was taking place because the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And that means there's a spiritual warfare that was going on there. So Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and he wanted them to understand there had to be some changes. So he worked with Apollo. So let me read to you so we can get a better understanding. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 6 through 9. Well, let's go back to verse 5. It says here that after all, who is Apollos and who is Paul? He's saying, who are we people? Who are we, right? Because the people were wondering whether they were a follower of Paul or whether a follower of of Apollos or whether they were a follower of Christ. They were totally confused. So Paul then wanted them to know, well, basically, who is Apollos and who is Paul? We are only God's servants, it says, through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. Verse 6 says, I planted the seed in your heart. Now get this, this is really important. Paul says, I planted the seed in your heart, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. Verse 7 says, it's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. Verse 9, for we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. So Paul's trying to help us understand a premise here. He's talking about planting a seed, watering the seed, and God causing the growth. Now I'd like to apply that in a way that helps us to understand how this works in the area of planting a seed to see a miracle grow. The Apostle Paul was teaching the people of Corinth about they should run away from immorality and sin and contention and how if they continue to do this that they would destroy the church. You may be wondering why I chose this scripture for our teaching, especially on miracles. So let me give you an example. Allow me to give you my reasoning behind this scripture applying to the area of seeing miracles grow. First of all, Paul needed to see a miracle in the church in Corinth. We need to see a miracle in our life. Paulos was a colleague of Paul's. He played a vital role in the early beginnings of the churches in Ephesus and in Corinth, and so he was kind of a partner with Paul working together on that church. And so therefore, when we are praying for miracles, our partner needs to be the Holy Spirit to help us in our times of prayer. The premise of Paul's teaching was to explain how a miracle in the church could take place. Paul was planting the seed of repentance and a changed heart with people. Apollos was the one who was going to water the seed by staying there and teaching to the people and pastoring the people and helping them and guiding them and directing. Remember, Paul planted the seed. Apollos is watering it. 
but they both understood that God would make it grow. They knew the only way that that church could change is if a miracle was to take place. Apollos and Paul kind of set the stage for those of us who are trying to see miracles take place in our life and the lives of other people. And we should do that by planting a seed of faith and then watering that faith with prayer and with guidance of the Holy Spirit and working together for that person, for that miracle, and then wait and see how God is going to bring forth and he will grow a miracle in the lives of those that we are praying for. So if you're on track with what I'm talking about, what I'm saying is the process of a seed of faith growing into a miracle is similar to what Paul wrote about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6-9. through 9. Now let's look at it this way. A seed must be planted. That's what this podcast is doing. What I'm trying to do today is plant a seed of faith for miracles. Then we need to read the Word of God, and that's how we water it. We need to read the Word of God. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us with this desire to see a miracle take place. And that watering has to take place continually, waiting upon God. And then finally, Jesus will bring forth the miracle. So if you can think about what Paul did in the church, that's what we should do as a process, plant a seed of faith to water it with God's word and prayer, and then wait and see how Jesus will bring forth a miracle, and then we can give Jesus all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for who he is, for what he's done. Yes, it's wonderful to thank him for the miracle, but never forget to thank Jesus just for who he is. Now, there's a lot of time in prayer when people are praying for needs, and they're praying for miracles, and there's things they want to see take place in their life, and they just pray and ask for this and ask for that, and, and a lot of that's just fine. But then they forget at the end to say, but most importantly, Father, we thank you for who you are. Jesus, Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you've done. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We need to make sure we establish that in our desire to see miracles take place in the lives of ourselves and of those who we pray for and those that we love. Now, I believe this is a good time to take a look at some of the other scriptures that help us to receive how planting a seed brings miracles. So let's turn now to James chapter 3 and verse 18. I'll be reading in the New Living Translation. In the book of James, in James 3, in verse 18, I'll read in just a moment, that whole chapter has to deal with controlling the tongue, learning how to control our thoughts and the words that we speak. Also, it was about true wisdom coming from God, so seeking God for guidance and direction. So what James was talking about is getting our life in order. And I think that's crucial to seeing miracles in our life is that we need to get our own house in order. We need to make sure that our thought life is good, that our prayer time is good, that we're focusing on the things of God, that we're attending a good church and we're worshiping the Lord and we're gathering together with people of like faith. And I tell you, these are all the things that are needed to see miracles take place in our life. This is a preparation I talked about in a previous podcast about preparing the preparation that we need to go through. It's important we understand that. And so James brings out a point that I think is crucial to understanding if we're going to plant a seed of faith for a miracle. And he says here in James 3, verse 18, And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Here we go. James is telling us if we really want to see results for anything, we want to see something grow, we need to plant a seed of peace. And if we do that, we're going to reap a benefit or a harvest of righteousness. And I believe that in itself is a miracle that can take place because only a harvest of righteousness can be brought about by a spiritual divine move of God 
to bring that thought process into our hearts and into our lives. So we need to listen to the words of James and understand there is one step involved there that helps us to plant right and properly so that God will bless it and it will grow. Now let's turn to the book of Galatians. We're going to go into chapter 6 verses 9 and 10. And once again, I'm still reading out of the New Living Translation. This is important in the area of understanding about patience. You know, when we want plant a seed, a lot of times people plant a seed, they water it a little bit, and they want an immediate miracle. But I believe we need to be taught a little patience and a consistency and not giving up. And so when I get to the book of Galatians chapter 6, in verse 9 and 10, we see a pattern that's important to understand when we are planting a seed and we're watering that seed, looking forward to the miracle. The planting and the watering is crucial. Otherwise, if we don't do that, there'll be nothing for God to be able to work with in order to bring forth that miracle. So right here, Paul is speaking. He says, verse 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. That means don't lose patience in praying and seeking God and looking for that miracle because we we just never should give up. It says at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. You know, there's people that I've prayed for, for sometimes weeks, months, and sometimes even years for a great breakthrough, say for a child who's away from God, a a child that they raised in the house of God, that they poured themselves into, and that child now has turned their back on God and is living an ungodly life. And they get impatient, they get frustrated, and I can understand how that happens, but so crucial that Paul is telling us here that if we want to see, quite frankly, I believe we want to see a miracle take place, we must not lose heart. It says, verse 10, therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of God. That verse tells us that we should continually look out for the needs of others and that we should look for people who need a miracle and then believe with them. So if we understand that there's a process to planting and a process of watering, which then produces a miracle, then this scripture applies through that whole step. And I'll read it again so we kind of get that into our heart and into our mind. Verse 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. That means never get tired of prayer and planting. Because it says here, and watering, it says here, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So therefore, when you're seeking a miracle, have patience. Trust God. God is the one who's going to bring the answer. Sometimes we think God is late, but he's never late. He's always right on time. Sometimes the answer isn't the one that we wanted to get. And yet God is still God and he's still sovereign and he still has our best interest in mind, even if we don't get an answer to the prayer that we're looking for or that miracle doesn't take place. And then he goes on to say here, it's not only for yourself when you're thinking about these needs, but therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So those who are believers, if we find out there's someone in the church or a friend or a neighbor, someone who's a believer and they have a need, put them on your prayer list and continue to pray and continue to believe. Let me give you a story of something that took quite a while for a miracle to take place. Many years ago, I was a home builder and I built nice big custom homes for people and I built this home for a Christian man and they were really nice getting started off. But as the building went along, they got a little feistier and feistier with me and started giving me a lot of difficulty and it became a very hard project, but I stayed faithful to it. I completed the project. We met our budget. We built him a beautiful house, but all he did was complain and gripe and complain and gripe. And even when I turned the home over to him, he got angry with me because he hired a a civil engineer to come out and someone took pictures and then did measurements. And he said that
that the house was one inch shorter than what he said it should be. Think about that. The house was 30 feet tall, but he decided to have it measured, and it turned out the house was 29 feet and 11 inches, and so it wasn't as high as it should have been. And he wanted to sue me over that. I mean, it was a terrible situation. So we talked about it. We had our attorneys talk back and forth and we came to an agreement that it's not a big deal and he could get over it. But I I did made a little adjustment on the roof tile and was able to raise the height of the tile an inch. So therefore, when we measured the house, it was now 30 feet high. And so he stopped, but he still was angry and upset. Now, this really needed a miracle for something to break through because this guy wasn't going to give up. I was trying to be helpful. I did all that I could possibly do to help this man. We met budgets. It was a beautiful home. And so for years, I mean years, I prayed, Father, help this man to understand that what I did was right for him. And I need you to have a breakthrough. So what I was doing, I was planting a seed of faith by praying every day. And then I was watering it by, by reading scriptures. And I'd see scriptures that would tell me how to pray for for someone that was giving me a difficult time. The Bible says, pray for those who despitefully use you or for those who take advantage of you. So I was praying and I was believing that God was going to break this man's attitude. Now this is maybe hard for some of you to believe, but for a period of over 20 years, I prayed every day a small prayer, just basically, Father, bless him and help him to understand. I was planting the seed of faith and I was watering it with God's word. And nothing seemed to change anything. I hadn't even seen the guy for years and years. And then one time I went to a banquet, a big banquet. And at the end of the dinner, all the table, big round tables were there. And we had like 10 people at a table. And so I pushed my chair back to to leave. And when I did, my chair banged into another chair behind me. Well, you've probably already guessed it. It was that guy that I've been praying for for 20 years. And when I, our chairs hit, he turned around, and he said, oh, excuse me. And I said, oh, and I won't tell you his name, but I said his name. And he said, oh my goodness, David, he says, I've just been talking about you. And I thought, oh, what's he been saying? And what he said, let me introduce you. And so I thought, this isn't going to be good. He's the guy that's hated me for 20 years. And he was going to, you know, say something terrible about my business. But he looked at me and he smiled and he says, I am so thankful to this man building this beautiful home. We have loved our home ever since we've been there. And he said, to the people sitting at that table, if you ever want to have a home built, go see this man because he's going to help you. He's going to build you a wonderful product and my wife and I couldn't be happier. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, Lord, in your timing, you brought this forth, but I had to plant and water before that breakthrough came forward. And what was interesting, that night when I went to prayer, I thought, Lord, do I continue to pray for him in this need? And the Holy Spirit basically released me from that and said, nope, you're done. Put someone else on your list or just continue to pray for those other people. Think about that, how God was faithful. God's timing was right. Now, I could have given up on it and just passed on it. But just each night, just quite frankly, just for a few seconds, every single night of my prayers, I would lift up this man's name and say something like, help him to understand and help him to know that I did the best that I could and that he has a beautiful home and I just would leave it at that in Jesus name and God blessed it so I was planting the seed once again watering the seed and God brought forth that miracle because it took a miracle for that guy to change his attitude and become quite frankly a fan of mine and someone who is telling people about the great property that I built for him I use that example because it's true and it happened in my life and I'm thankful for God how he brought that to the proper completion let's move on to another passage of scripture I think that'll be beneficial in understanding this teaching today it's found in Hebrews chapter 12 verses 10 and 11 so I'm going to read that in a second but first what it's going to tell us is that we need discipline to plant to water 
and to see a miracle. And if we don't have discipline, we'll get frustrated and we might give up. So let's look at the Word of God and let's see what Hebrews chapter 12 verses 10 and 11 has to say about this teaching today. Now in the book of Hebrews, we read about in chapter 12, God's discipline proves that he loves us. And that's crucial because a lot of people hate discipline, but I can tell you, I have enjoyed it when the Lord has disciplined me. And I invite the discipline of the Lord. Now some of you might be shocked to hear me say that, but in reality, I think it's crucial we understand that discipline is a good thing in life. Now some people will say, well, the reason that you don't have a problem with this or you don't have a problem with that is that you are easily can handle discipline. Well, I really can't unless it's from God. I don't like discipline from my friends or family or the church members. And when I was pastoring a church, I didn't want the congregation to try to speak discipline into me or the board. I didn't like that at all. And I didn't like it when I was a kid growing up when my mom and dad tried to discipline me because I didn't understand the benefit of having a life filled with discipline. So I ran across this scripture years ago and it became quickly one of my favorites because it has to do with understanding what it's like to live a disciplined life. And in order for us to see planting and watering become a miracle, we need to have discipline in our life and be consistent in that endeavor. So I'm reading once again from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 10, a couple of verses here. It's in the New Living Translation. Let's just see what this says and see how it helps us. For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. We could stop right there. No wonder. You might say, well, no wonder you like the Lord to discipline you because it says, for God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. That means when God disciplines a believer and that believer receives that discipline, then we're going to be blessed by the God. And I believe it'll bring forth miracles and many other things in our life. 11, verse 11, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful, it says, but after there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Now, verse 12, you can see this is this is really good to understand the benefits of discipline. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. The reason I like that particular verse, verse 12, is because when we talk about planting, it kind of reminds me of you have to go out in your yard and you have to dig a hole with your hands and then you have to be on your knees to get down to where that plant is going to go and you're going to put that plant in the ground and you can get tired knees or weak knees when you're planting. Well, that can apply to the spiritual battle we take when we're trying to plant seed faith in order to see it prosper and grow into a miracle. So the Word of God tells us, accept that discipline. And even though at times it doesn't seem very good, it says, you know, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. So while you're waiting for that miracle to take place, remember, it may be difficult. There may be times that you're about ready to give up, but never give up or give in when it comes to waiting for your miracle to take place. The Word of God tells us that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So when we desire that miracle to take place, let's seek Him, continue to seek Him, and when that miracle comes forth, we can thank Him for the miracle, but praise Him for who He is, what He's done, and give Him all glory and praise. Now after all of this we've found in God's Word, there still may be some who are struggling over the idea of planting a seed of faith to grow a miracle. So let me explain it maybe another way. First of all, do you believe that God can do miracles? If you said yes, wonderful, we'll move on. But if you say no or you're not sure, 
Well, keep listening to these podcasts or go back and listen to prior podcasts on miracles as I give you examples of miracles that have taken place in my life and the lives of others. Let me make another statement. Do you believe the Word of God can help water the seed? Well, if you say yes, that's wonderful. We'll move on. But if you say, I'm not sure I understand that, well, probably it's because you're not reading the Word of God enough. And if you don't know what to read, you can just get your cell phone out and ask it a question. You might say something like, scriptures on healing, scriptures on miracles, scriptures on planting seeds, and read those scriptures, and you'll find that there'll be direction and guidance for you to help you believe the Word of God, and that the Word of God can help water the seed. And then finally, do you believe you could plant the seed of miracles in your life? Well, you'll never know until you do. If you need a miracle in your life, then you're going to have to plant a seed and then water it and then believe God to bring forth that miracle. So I believe that's the process that we need to take. I believe that it's scripturally sound and I believe it's crucial for us to remember that God is the God of miracles, that he loves us, he wants to bless us, All he talks about in his word is about how much he loves us and how much he cares for us and how much he's sacrificed for us. And the fact is that we really don't deserve the salvation that we get, forgiveness of our sins. God forgives us of our sins because of the sacrifice that his son Jesus made on the cross. Jesus was crucified and then resurrected. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father and he's intercessing, he's interceding, he's praying for us right now. I tell you, you just get, can't get a better package than that. So if you're struggling with miracles, stay with me. We're going to continue to talk about the blessings of miracles and how they come about. I want you to stay tuned. I want you to talk to your friends and let them know that this series is something that's helping you and changing your heart. I noticed an increase in the number of downloads that I've been seeing lately. People are starting to catch on to this teaching on miracles because there's people out there, they need a miracle. And so I believe I'm at this time, I'm supposed to pray for you and pray for those of you who need a miracle and that believe that we can plant that seed and water it and then watch God bring it forth. So with that, let me pray. Father, I know there's people out there today who are in need of a great miracle. They need you to do something special in their life. Many have prayed for a long period of time and are wondering, will it ever come to pass? Well, give them, Father God, peace to know that they will receive that blessing from you and that they will receive that miracle, Lord. I just believe for that. For those of you who need a miracle of healing in your life, I just pray that you just place your hand on yourself somewhere and just, I pray, Father, as that as that individual places their hand upon their body, that they would receive the healing touch of the Lord Jesus Christ because he is our healer. And I pray for that divine touch, that miracle touch would come into their lives. And whether it be something, an issue of cancer, an issue of of sinus issues, an issue of bone issues, or knee problems, or ankle problems, or hip problems, or stomach problems. Father, I call forth your healing. I call forth those things that are not as though that they are. And I believe, Lord, when we call that forth, you hear it and you and you act on it. And Father, I'm bringing that out in faith. I'm planting that seed, Father. And I know as these people read your word, Father, and as they get the Bible out and they spend time in prayer, that you will then see that they're taking those steps to 
line them up, Father, to receive the miracle that they need. And I also believe right now there's people that I know that are probably having a problem with headaches. I just sense that by the Spirit of God that they are having headaches and challenges in their life. I pray for healing of that headache, that you'd release them. Some are having migraine headaches that are devastating and so debilitating. But Father, I pray for your divine touch and healing in their body and that you would cleanse them of that migraine headache right now. I thank you for it, God, and I'll give you all praise and glory for it. We claim those miracles in the name of Jesus. And now, Jesus, we give you all glory for it. We give you praise for this miracle, but most of all, we give you all praise and glory for who you are, what you've done in our life. We give you thanks for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope this teaching has been helpful to you. I hope you've been blessed by it because I've certainly been blessed by the way the Lord directed us to go through this and this teaching. At first, I wasn't sure that people would accept and understand this concept of planting and watering and receiving a miracle, but it's true and it's God's word and we can see proof of that. So I believe it's going to take place. If you'd like to get additional teachings on faith and understand exactly how you can walk in faith to a greater degree than what you have right now, then I would encourage you to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll see a link that'll take you to the other podcasts that I've done on Charisma. And you can listen to other podcasts that way, or you can go to another link there that shows you the books that I've written. And I think they will bless you. There's a book there on faith entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. I believe that's a teaching that'll change your life radically. You should tell the people about that concept and be sure to receive that into your heart and accept it. And I believe God's going to do great things in your life. There's also books on finances and generosity and other things that might be of interest to you. In addition to that, if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This brings us to the conclusion of today's podcast. I'm looking forward to our next one coming up. As I was preparing this one, the Lord was giving me some thoughts and ideas about what the next one should be. And so we've entitled our next podcast, How Does God Speak About Miracles? What I'm going to teach on is what does he have to say? What instructions does he give us? And what kind of understanding can we get from him to understand how to receive our miracle? I've already got most of that written down. I'm getting ready to to move on it as we get into the next podcast. I believe that God's going to bless it. So let your friends know we're going to be continuing our talk on miracles and believe for miracles to take place. If you received a miracle today, it would be wonderful. You could go to my webpage and just leave me a message or go to Facebook. You can go to davidcfriendauthor.com and pull up my Facebook page and you'll be able to leave a testimony of how God healed you as we prayed for you today. When we get touched by God, we need to let other people know about it and give a testimony of his divine touch. So with that, I'm going to close today. And I just want to say that may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. And I'm believing for your miracle.